We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean7904. If you want to get all technical, I'll meet us 520 in the East Coast, 220 in the West Coast, 420 Tennessee time, which of course means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo Today. We'll tell you about the free, the free roll going down in just a second. The link's going to be dropping chat for you guys. Uh, you get to build 150 lineups for free. I think it's $2,500 as far as the total prize pool. Stevie, there's not a lot of time for pleasantries, unfortunately. I want to ask you some questions. All sorts of light things, uh, all sorts of walks of life, but it's an 11 game slate, so uh, no shenanigans today, apparently. Howdy, next. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. How's it going, Dean? It's going all right. Good, good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk NBA. It is a pretty big slate with some injury news, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Is that a segue? Does that mean you want to hear body parts? You want to hear who's uh, in and who's out? That's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling uh, like. I'm staying neutral on this one. Well, Always. we we had a pretty big one drop before the show. Actually, uh, the ankle of Miles Turner because of that, he's not going to be playing some basketball tonight. Included with that, as far as the bigs for Indiana, uh, Gogo Batase is not going to be playing. He's got a head. He's not going to be giving it a go. And also, Jeremy Lamb is still out with his ankle. Terrence Ross is out with a knee. 
Uh, Derek Rose is still out of his hammy. Fraser, last I saw, was doubtful with his shoulder. He's unlikely to play. Dwayne Dedman, despite the fact it's a red, uh, revenge game, he's currently questionable with his knee. Uh, Jeff Teague had the fish, so he's not feeling well. He's still out. Uh, Jordan Bell's got a shoulder. Who cares? I don't really know why, not, why I even put that one down. Shabazz Napier is still doubtful with his hamstring. I believe is a game-time decision. Justice Winslow also with the head, so he's doubtful as well later on as far as that game. Uh, Millsap with his face laceration. He's been playing with that face. He is probable. The Knicks, DSJ is out for personal reasons. Elf is out with his hamstring. Mitchell Robinson, another guy. This is like an epidemic. He's got the head as well. He got banged uh, currently in the concussion protocol. He is out once again. Uh, Derek Favors has his knee. He's expected to play. He's probable. Who knows how long he can play with that old knee. Uh, J.J. Redick is questionable with his knee. Ben Simmons, of course, is out with his shoulder. Uh, oh, DeAndre Jordan's got an old ankle, so he's not going to be playing basketball tonight. And D'Angelo Russell expected back tonight. Avery Bradley's got a questionable leg. Um, that's it. I think that's all. I might have missed one or two things, but that's basically it. Stevie, you're still with me? I was looking up, like, Japanese baseball to see if they were still playing because somebody asked me who they should pitch tonight. I was going to I was gonna throw a curveball at them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you done? Are we, are we finally ready to start? Yeah. I mean, that was a long list, but I think there's a lot of important pieces there. Uh, what are we waiting for, Kyle? Because we just got the information as far as Turner – it's interesting in this new age of uh, the NBA. He got that information early as far as DeAndre Jordan. That's a late game, too. So uh, maybe they're, the teams are being more cooperative as far as guys being in, guys being out. We haven't really had, uh, you know, a scratch, you know, cross those fingers just yeah. yet early on in the season. You know, they, they are resting guys, but they're letting us know well in advance, at least so far. So I appreciate that. But uh, as of right now, Kyle, is there anything that's any clarity on? Not really, right? Um, I think the main one for me is just, Dwayne Dedman, I think he's still questionable. Um, yeah. That could kind of um, up my interest in a guy like Rashawn Holmes. So um, if he's out, I don't know if we'll have that news in time. Hopefully we do. If not, I'm still confident Holmes, but that's just one. And then uh, Napier is, I think, questionable or doubtful. Um, he's one to at least monitor because uh, we're going we're gonna to like some of these uh, Minnesota guys. So we got to monitor him still. Yeah, last we saw a Napier, he was doubtful uh, a couple days ago, and then he became like a game-time decision that he wasn't going to play. Same situation going on today. They uh, updated Teague. They said Teague was out, but Napier is, uh, I believe he's the game-time right now, but I would assume uh, it's more likely he doesn't play than does play. And, yeah, the main questionable we still have. Actually, I think Napier was upgraded to questionable. So, yeah, we'll keep our eyes on that one as well, Uh, which, you know, that could be important as far as Minnesota because they are rather thin to some extent. All right, uh, Steve, you want to give me a screenshot as far as this uh, the slate before we fully dive in? Um, I think there's three really juicy games on this slate. You know, I, I know it's an 11-game slate, but I think that we have three really good games that are going to have very, very little defense played, a lot of fast-paced game. Um, so I, I think that when you're looking at an 11-game slate, crossing off a few games um, is kind of important because there's just so much basketball, and Guys that are priced appropriately that are not going to crush, you know, it's easier to just cross those guys off and just hope that they don't go for their ceiling games. Uh, if we can do a quick little screen share, I know we're going to dive in in just a second, just kind of show the people if they want to make the 150 lineups tonight with the Yahoo free roll. Uh, again, it doesn't cost you anything. You can do it through the uh, the lineup HQ, which is free today as well uh, on RG for anybody. You don't have to be a premium member. Uh, and it's really, really simple to build lineups. I can't go through the whole process again. It's an 11 game slate, but. Essentially, you can say if you want to lock a guy, if you love Giannis and Tedekupa tonight, click that lock button. You get all the Giannis you want. If you don't like Anthony Davis for whatever reason, you can just cross him out. No Anthony Davis. You think he's going to go to the locker room early? Uh, you know, 
They cross out Anthony Davis, or if you just want 40% under Drummond, just click in 40%, and there you go. And you click the build lineups, and you know there's off. You can also build your groups and make player groups. Again, we don't have time to get all this. We have videos for such things, but uh, get yourself 150 lineups over there. And Yahoo, they are sponsoring the show. We do appreciate that, and they're doing a 25, $100 free roll. Uh, that link's going to be dropped in chat, not just the Rotor Gunners chat, but the YouTube chat as well. Feel free to like and subscribe if you're over there on YouTube. Kyle, you ready to dive in as far as the slate? You want to give us a, your overview as far as the slate because there is a there's a lot to like. There's a lot of good a lot of good options. Yeah, especially when you're looking at like the expensive options on the slate. There's a lot of good top options, a lot of good value. So there are going to be some things to consider, and I think there's going to be you know chalk that we can pivot from because there are so many good options throughout the entire slate. So I think it's just a really good uh, really good slate. Uh, first game tonight, Memphis Orlando two hundred nine and a half is the over under, not particularly high. Orlando's a seven point favorite. I said there's a lot to like in this slate, Kyle. There's not a lot to like in this game, right? I mean, the only thing I, I mean, Duke is kind of sort of cheap at the center position. There's a lot of options out there. Sure, he's interesting. Uh, Isaac crushed last time out from a stocks perspective, but you really can't make him that happy again. Probably not repeatable. Um, yeah, Evan Fournier is cheap, and I'm landing on some Evan Fournier. I'm not happy about it, but you know, he's just kind of he's the most appealing guy to me, dollar for dollar in this game. But for the most part, this is a eleven gamer. You can kind of sort of cross them out. This is one I'm crossing out for the, for the most part. Yeah, I think one guy that I like is Fournier. It's pretty much the only guy I really have interest in. The Isaac game last last time I was insane. He had like 30 fantasy points on FanDuel off of steals and blocks alone. So that's pretty hard to replicate. Um, but yeah, I think Fournier should get you know a few extra minutes here and there with Terrence Ross being out. So that's always interesting. But other than that, not a whole lot in this game for me. Stevie, Orlando's your team. Sell me on something or just give him the die wave. I think Fournier is an interesting on DraftKings and fantasy draft just because of his price. Um, you know, when we're looking at shooting guard, we're looking at Fournier. He's actually becoming more popular as the day goes along. So he's getting to the point where, like, you can fade him again just because of his ownership. But, yeah, honestly, I don't like a lot on the Magic. Um, I, I think Morant is in play on the Memphis side just because he has a massive amount of usage. Um, honestly, when you look at it, Orlando should be a team you're interested in just because of the pace bump here, but they're just spreading out the minutes so much that, you know, it's hard to trust anybody from that team. Well, that's the, the same thing that I would say about Memphis is like, yeah, John Morant's great. He looks excellent, but he's not getting enough minutes for me. The price is not fully adjusted. I mean, you're begging for 30 minutes at a John. It's probably not going to happen. Orlando is a good defensive team. So uh, I'm not really on anybody on Memphis, but I, I hear you. If you want to be ambitious in tournaments, if, you get, if he's like super efficient, but uh, that's all I have in this game, Steve. You got anything else or shall I move on? Yeah, this is a game that kind of stinks. Like, honestly, there's not there's not anything, like, price-wise that's standing out to me. Michael Carter-Williams played a bunch of minutes with Terrence Ross out the other night. Ross is not going to play tonight. Maybe a flyer on him if you're playing 150 teams. But, like, if I'm playing one, three, five, twenty 20 teams, I'm not playing anybody from this game outside of Fournier. That's pretty much where I'm at as well, too. Um and, it, yeah, worth noting as far as Fournier, he got he took a hit as far as the minutes last game. He was kicked off the court in favor of V.J. Augustine and closed. He was just playing better. But I don't think that's necessarily going to be the, the case going forward. Cleveland, Washington, 232.5. It's a total. Washington's a four-point favorite. Stevie, it's high and it's tight. Big number. Um, you know, two trash teams. But, we, you know, this is a game only DFS players are supposed to love. Amongst the studs, Stevie, where do you have uh, Bradley Beal? He's popping for me to some degree. Uh, depending on where I'm shopping, you know, as far as the position, it's like a really strong shooting guard. Where are you as far as Beal and the rest of the Wiz? 
Yeah, we're not seeing Beal's usage go down too much playing with Isaiah Thomas. It's going down a little bit, but not enough that I think we should be worried. Um, he's still going to put up a ton of shots. This game's awesome. This is a game that is fantastic on paper. Um, you, you know, you mentioned it. This has a high total. It's two teams that rank in the bottom 10 in defense. Um, so I think you're looking at Bradley Beal here. Um, Thomas Bryant is really interesting as well if you're looking at Washington. If Isaiah gets that, like, 25-minute mark, he's okay. But on an 11-game slate, I don't have to play okay, guys. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. So, for me on Washington, I like Beal. I like Bryant. I think Troy Brown Jr. is very interesting now that we know he's going to be starting. It was either, it was going to be him or C.J. Miles. So, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so Troy Brown is one of those potential value plays now that we know he's going to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I thought it was going to be C.J. Miles, but okay, Brown is going to draw the start. Bon- Bonga on his birthday is getting kicked out of the starting lineup. How he's about that terrible. He's so bad. Like, it's, <laughs> he's he's so good. bad. So bad. <laughs> he's not good. Yeah, that's one victory lap I'll take. And he, he was kind of chalky like the first game of the year. I was like, I'm not I played him guy. that day. He was terrible. I'd never played him again. <laughs> Kyle, jump in here because there's a lot to like in this game. And again, you got to be conscious as far as uh, how they compare with the rest of the field. Like, I don't dislike Kevin Love, but I'm having a hard time getting there because I like other players more that have similar price points. I like Bryant, but there's so many other centers out there. There's a priority for that position. And I'll talk about the guys I like more. I'm not saying you can't play him. I just have guys ahead of him. Who are you prioritizing here, Kyle? Uh, I think mainly for me, it's Bradley Beal. I think he's really interesting. I think he's going to go pretty overlooked considering all the top end players that we have on this slate. It's a really good matchup. Um, I kind of been preaching this choir the whole year, pretty much. Bradley Beal isn't shooting well pretty much all year. And uh, he's been kind of affected by blowout games too this year. So we really haven't seen the best out of Beal um, outside of the Houston game. And that's just something that's not going to continue. So when his price is decreased, I think it's a good option to uh, go with Bradley Beal. And this one, his usage is so high, really good matchup. So I think a pretty good spot for Beal. And then the other one is Isaiah Thomas. I think, you know, I don't like necessarily like that Isaiah Thomas is starting now because he's getting a lot of his minutes alongside Beal. So those two kind of cancel each other out to some degree. Um, But either way, um, I kind of expect him to continue to get more minutes and it's kind of a revenge game, you know, Isaiah Thomas going back to Cleveland. So um, not like Oh, wow. I, told you, I didn't even think of that one. Wow. I slept yeah. in a revenge game for IT too. I'm just, yeah, I'm, so. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit frazzled after last night's quote unquote revenge games. My lineups did yeah. not go well. Uh, Terry Rozier. Um, over under as far as the minutes, Kyle, for, for IT too, is he get 25 more or less? Uh, I'd probably say 25 is a push, but I guess I would go over. I think he's going to continue to get more. So I'm just going to go over and kind of cross my fingers. Yeah. Um, what else do you have here, Stevie, as far as this game? You like it to be in the Cleveland side? Like, I, can, I think Love's a good play. Uh, Tristan Thompson's really been playing out. Both those guys have been playing great. Uh, Love's going to get traded to Portland, by the way. Spoiler, spoiler alert. That's going to happen. That makes sense, doesn't it? I think so. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it, it makes a little sense for sure. Um, just to kind of talk on really quick, like Isaiah Thomas's usage is down 4.4% when he's on the floor with um, Beal out there. Last year, Troy Troy Brown had a 57% true shooting percentage with Beal and a 40% without him. So, uh, again, like Brown, um, shout out to Mike Gallagher who just tweeted that out and I just happened to see it. So, stealing his stuff. Um, As far as Cleveland, as as far as Cleveland, I I think Kevin Love is fine. It's just his price is so high. So, if you find Kevin Love on a site where he's not as expensive, I think he's fine. I love Tristan Thompson right back to the well. Like he's absolutely crushing this year. I'm not scared of Thomas Bryant. Uh, I'm just going to continue to play Tristan Thompson. So 
Um, Garland's playing minutes, but honestly, for me, it, it, I'm going to run back my Washington <clears throat> exposure with Tristan Thompson. Uh, by the way, just to pile on as far as the Beal take that Kyle had, he's shooting less than 29 per, 29% from three this year. That's going to change. I'll take the over on that. So positive regression coming his way. And C.J. Miles is starting. We're not playing C.J. Miles, just to be clear, right? Nobody's playing him. C.J. Miles is starting? Is that what you said? Yeah. We're not playing okay. C.J. Miles, though, right? Yeah, so no, just to no, reiterate. I, yeah. Right, yeah. Troy Brown is the, the move over here for me for value purposes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, on the Cleveland side specifically, I do think Garland or Sexton is interesting. Garland's cheaper, so I'd probably have a little more interest in him. He's playing a ton, not really doing a whole lot with the minutes necessarily, but I do think he, you know, has some upside in this matchup. Um, and then – I uh, hate to say it, but Jetty Osman is in play again. He's just playing so many minutes, and he can he can show spurts of being able to fill the stat sheet. So I don't think he's a huge upside guy, but he is value at position that I think I'm paying down at. You mentioned uh, Garland. Uh, he's been terrible. He's cheap. Uh, I'm just curious, Kyle. You have that tournament brain. Are you thinking right. of him as potentially a pivot off the chalk Hahu Neto? Yep. I mean, I – Neto, I don't, I'm not really sure about. I just really don't see him as a high upside guy. And I think Garland, if he does get going in a game, I think he could be an upside guy when there's just not a whole lot of guards. I mean, Sexton is somewhat high usage, and then Clarkson when he's on the court. But uh, I think Garland can go out there and have a pretty high upside game. So I do think he's a solid pivot. What a sentence, by the way. 11-game slate, Chalk, Hahu, Neto. That's what it's going to be, right, Stevie? I think, I presume. Is that where you're at right now? is that where we see as far as the ownership projections? Hyland, that's what's going to be. He's yeah. going to be one of the highest owned guys, right? He should be. Yep. Oh, jeez. Uh, why, we'll why do you? It's. Are you sure CJ Miles is starting? Uh, yeah. Well, Troy, you're the one that said it, didn't you? I said Troy Brown is starting. Yeah, Troy game. Brown starting. Yeah. Oh, I'm so. You know what? I'm reading the RG page, and the RG page was not, has not refreshed. So my bad. I my, I apologize. So you are you are words correct. in my I, mouth. I yield. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That is my mistake. Either way, you're not playing TJ Miles. His outs basically get hit seven threes, which I suppose he can, but he hasn't done that since like 1972. Uh, Detroit, Indiana, 210.5 is the total. Indiana is a seven point favorite. Uh, the body parts are missing as far as Turner is not going to be playing tonight. Uh, we said that Goga is not going to be playing tonight, so they're thin up front. Devonis Sabonis, in theory, could play like 37, 38, 39 minutes, maybe 40 minutes here against Detroit. Oh, we were trying to talk about it before the show really briefly, like who else is going to get some run as far as their bigs. I mean, you know, Leafs got some size, I suppose. Hard to get excited about that. Of course, Brogdon's been crushing at the point guard position. Uh, Kyle, what are you doing with the Pacers? Um, yeah, so I think Sabonis is a really good play. Uh, he's kind of part of the reason why I don't have a whole lot of interest in Kevin Love. I think if I'm spending up at power forward uh, and not all the way up at Anthony Davis, I think Sabonis is a really good play. He should be tasked with as many minutes as he can handle, really because um, he's going to have to fill both minutes at the four and the five. I assume he's just going to get a lot of minutes at the five. It could be dangerous, him against Drummond, um, but I think he's a great play. He's a really high per-minute guy, so I'm totally okay with Sabonis. Um, Brogdon's price actually came down a little bit after you know so two games that we weren't not necessarily used to because we're so used to putting, him putting up 45, 50 points every night, and he not, didn't necessarily do that the last two games, so his price came down a bit. Uh, Brogdon's interesting. But for the value, I think Jakar Sampson's a pretty solid value play. We've seen him get a lot of minutes with even uh, Bataze, I think that's how you say his name, in the lineup. Um, he's actually a bigger guy. I know he's uh, small forward eligible on on some sites, but he's actually more of a power forward type player, and he's getting the start tonight. So I think he's the, the value play here for me. Stevie? 
Yeah, like I, I, I still like Brogdon. I'm going to continue to play him. I think that, you know, we're, we've just seen a, a massive increase in his role um, joining the Pacers. I love him and Sabonis. Um, outside of that, like I think, you know, TJ Warren's a flyer play. I think TJ Leaf is a flyer play. I think McDermott is a flyer play. I'm with um, Kyle. I think Samson is a guy that could play, you know, closer to the high end of 30 minutes. And Aaron Holiday, even though his prices come up, like he's still a nice pivot off of, you know, some chalky options tonight. Like we're currently having him projected for like three to 5% ownership on most sites. So I think he's a pivot that you could potentially look at here. Um, But yeah, like they're all, I'm not going to say any of them are bad plays, but I think Sabonis and Brogdon continue to get the massive amount of usage and you just got to, nail the guy that gets a second unit to play um right what about the detroit side uh where's drummond as far as the bigs for you i think he has to be high um you know whether it be sabonis that starts at center it doesn't really matter like drummond could should continue to crush here i think marquise morris is still too cheap he's 4.4k they don't want to play christian wood minutes right now um from what we've seen so Markeith, the only time he hasn't played well is when they were getting blown out and he got in foul trouble. So I think that, you know, you can look at Markeith, you can look at Bruce Brown. Luke, Luke Kennard is always interesting for shooting, but, like, my main piece here is Drummond, Brown, Morris. We're definitely not chasing the Tony Snell game, right? He's that, that's 24 points. He had, his, he had his game for the month. We don't have to worry about him anymore. The month? There's three or four more of those. Those are coming? That's the year, right? No, he has, like, one game a month, right? <laughs> Uh, Kyle, Detroit, your team. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, Detroit Pistons. I, Drummond's always in play, especially with, with Blake Griffin out. Um, he is priced with some guys, you know, like Cat and Bead. Those guys make some harder to play, but also could uh, bring his ownership down a little bit. So I think he's really interesting. Um, Markeith Morris is the the pill that's really hard to swallow for me. He's just even those minutes do seem pretty guaranteed for the most part, unless foul trouble happens. He just doesn't really do a whole lot with them. I prefer to play a guy like Kennard, who they're essentially running the offense through. Um, I really like Kennard, even though his price is pretty high. Bruce Brown's so interesting. He's, his uh, peripheral stats are always there, so that's always interesting for me. And then Langston Galloway. I've been playing him the past couple nights, and you know they've paid off sometimes. Other times it's burned me, but he's going to get some minutes, not as much minutes as like Tony Snell, which I wish he would take some from Snell. That would be lovely, but that's just probably not going to happen. But when Galloway's on the court, he's shooting the ball, so I really like Galloway tonight too. Hey, you're a Detroit guy. When is uh, when's Wood going to take replace Markeith? Like. Let's give Wood some run. Yeah, no? I have no idea. I mean, they paid Marquise Morris, so I don't know <laughs> if it's going to happen anytime soon. But I guess we'll just wait and see. And Christian Wood was in a uh, play. He was in like a preseason battle with like Joe Johnson for the last roster spot, right? Like exactly, that's yeah. You know, Wood's a great fantasy appointment player. He just doesn't really get a lot of minutes. But if he can get like twenty ish or so, he's priced down where he can definitely get there. But like you said, it's just hard to trust it's going to happen. Let's yep. move on. Sacramento, Atlanta, two twenty five is the total. Atlanta's a two point dog here. Well, uh, Kyle, let's talk about this one because you mentioned we don't really know about Dwayne Debbie. He's currently questionable. Uh, if he doesn't go, that would solidify the Rashawn Holmes. I think the Rashawn Holmes minutes are kind of sort of solidified anyway. It's a weird sentence yeah. to say because his minutes historically have never been solidified. He's like one of the most volatile DFS players. Um, yep. we, he's a guy we would always play if like the guy in front of him is going to be out. And we hope we can get 25 minutes out of him. He's going to get a fantasy point per minute in this matchup against Atlanta as far as their front court of Parker and Len and Fernando. I like Holmes a good bit. It's just a priority of just like, again, there's a lot of bigs I like, uh, but certainly going to grab some shares of Holmes. Well, where, where does he rank for you as far as priority? Yeah, so for Holmes right now, I, I've been projected at 31 minutes. And, you know, if Deadman were to sit, I would just give him the opportunity to maybe see 
34, 35 minutes. And for a guy who is just so good per minute um, in a really good matchup, you know, they're without John Collins, they're already one of the lowest uh, or highest offensive rebounding teams when it comes to what they allow to their opponents. So that's really good for Holmes. And you remove John Collins from the equation. Got to assume it's only going to get worse for Atlanta in the front court. So Holmes is really interesting either way. If Deadman sits, he just becomes, you know, one of the higher upside plays considering he could see 34, 35 minutes. Um, so that's really why I like Holmes. Uh, I do think it's going to be a pretty quick game. So I like a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Um, Atlanta Hawks allow the second most steals in the league. So that's always good for swipe of the Fox, according to his Twitter handle. That that felt like a Dean plug for me. I don't, I didn't like that one, but. Is that his uh, Twitter handle called swipe in the Fox? Swipe of the Fox. Yeah. I, so, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> yep. So uh, I like De'Aaron Fox and Holmes. That's pretty much it for me on, on the Sacramento side. Stevie? Sorry, I got to unmute my mic. Um, Holmes is one of my favorite plays on the slate. I said this on the podcast. I absolutely love him. Um, I think this is a absolute spot to play him, whether or not Deadman plays or not. Um, so I really, um, I really like Holmes here, and I think Buddy Heald is a really good tournament play. Like Atlanta is a team that you know struggles on the perimeter defense, so I think that a guy like Buddy Heald, if he shoots the ball well tonight, he could crush. Let's throw it back to Kyle. Uh, we're getting a bounce back game from Trey Young, right? I think so. Man, you'd hope so. I was all over Trey Young last game, and he broke my broke my heart big time. But his price came down a little bit, so that's obviously nice to see. Uh, and it's a really good matchup. So I think this, this is a good spot to go back to Trey Young. You like anybody else in Atlanta? Uh, sprinkle of Harper uh, for me. I, I I don't know how I'm. I suppose Reddish is like okay if you're if you're running 150 lineups, but uh, otherwise I can't get excited about anybody else in the Hawks. How about yourself? I really want to get excited about DeAndre Hunter, but he just, I don't know what it is. I thought he was going to be good and he just sucks. He doesn't do anything when he's on the floor. He's seen his minutes limit go up and he's playing, you know, 25 minutes. That's his floor. He's, we've seen him get up to 35, 36 minutes, but doesn't really do a whole lot with him. So yeah, for me right now, it's just, uh, it's just Trey Young. Parker's too expensive for me on today's slate. Yeah. I mean, Hunter, obviously lottery picks and not a complete project just yet. Still kind of figuring things out. Plenty raw. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not, uh, he's not looking great. I suppose in theory you can get there, but I'm with you. I'm not definitely like, you know, isolating on him and, you know, I want to get a bunch of shares of Hunter on this slate. Uh, Golden yep. state, Minnesota, two thirty is the total Minnesota is a, a 10 point favorite here, 10 and a half, depending on where you're looking, I suppose. So this is, I, I keep on referencing it, Kyle. I keep talking about, about, uh, I like a lot of the big men today. I like a lot of the centers today. So it's kind of tricky. You can only play so many. Cat is like, if not the front of the line, there's nobody ahead of Cat. Like the only reason why he's not in the, you know, in front of everybody else would be the normal salary cap. He's expensive, but give me the path where he doesn't absolutely crush the Warriors here. Uh, I don't know that there's one. I guess maybe if it's a blowout, but even so, if that happens, there's just so many guys out for this team. He's going to be a big part of it. So um, yeah, it's really hard to kind of give you that that excuse for why Cat wouldn't crush here. Uh, Colbert is still what 10 bucks. He's the floor on Yahoo for what it's worth. DK kind of bump up a five cake. So you have a, you have a decision now, uh, decision points. This is under the assumption that Napier is out. He's currently questionable. Uh, Colbert feels like a really strong play is also like three, eight on Fandle as well, which seems too cheap. Uh, I was in a conversation in discord today. Everybody's like trash and Wiggins and I'm always on team trash Wiggins because I'm not a fan of Wiggins, but, uh, you know, last game out for what it was worth. I was digging through some of the advanced stats at NBA.com and, uh, 15 potential assists. For Andrew Wiggins led the team by far, almost a double everybody else. And then Culver like eight or nine or something like that. You know, <laughs> if you're going to play Andrew Wiggins, this feels like a slate to do so. Again, under the assumption that Napier is out. Are you with that take or not so much? 
Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much him and Culver running the point. They didn't want to play any of those uh, those two-way players at the point guard, so they just let Wiggins and Culver do the majority of it. Um, his price is up. I don't know if I get to a whole lot of Wiggins. I think I prefer just to play a guy like Culver and hope that he gets the upside there. Um, and I don't really necessarily know if he if he really matches some of these guys at shooting guard that I like. So, Stevie, jump in here. Sorry, my son is pooping, and when he poops, he like grunts. <laughs> what um, does that mean? Like, just on podcast, if a play, you know, if like a, if, a, if a dog barks, that means a good thing. If your son poops when he mentioned the name of Andrew Wiggins, that can't be a good sign, can it? Oh, he he knew we were talking about Andrew Wiggins. That's for sure. So, um, so I love Cat here. I think Cat is in a smash spot. I don't think really anybody from Golden State can guard him. So I think he crushes here. Um, as far as Wiggins goes. I have no issues with Wiggins. I just think that his price, it's its just tough to stomach playing him. And even Culver. Culver's price raised so much that, you know, I could see Culver getting like 6X, but I don't know if I can see Culver getting like 8, 9X. So um, Golden State doesn't play defense. Neither one of these teams play defense. They both play fast. Like, I'll have some exposure to Culver, Wiggins, and Cat. But outside of that, I'm not really going to do anything else here with the um, Minnesota side and as far as Golden State goes like do we have a projection on Russell's like usage is it going to be like 35% 40% here like is it going to be insane or do we think that we see these young guys keep playing well and like Russell not get as much usage yeah speaking of poop the Golden State Warriors I think in the one game that he played and Steph didn't play I want to say the usage is like 41% or so again that's a one game sample and you know, as far as building lineups today with the uh, the lineup HQ, what I did, I actually made a build rule, Stevie, and I said if I'm playing Russell, I'm I'm definitely playing with like one or two one or two of the Timberwolves because, you know, if this game is close, it's probably because Russell's doing things out there. Uh, Kyle, what are you doing as far as Golden State? You have the same sort of thought process. I, I don't trust that Russell's going to be great necessarily, but if he is, this game would be probably close and. It's interesting to roll Cat with Russell and maybe one of the other Minnesota guys. What say you? Yeah, I think that's a really good option, especially in tournaments to correlate Russell with one or two of those guys because I think having two Timberwolves in your lineup is pretty optimal. Um, yeah, he had a, Russell had a 41% usage rate in his uh, last game before the injury. I put him down for 36.4 for a projected usage rate that, uh, for tonight. So I really like Russell. Uh, and I think that is a really good option. You kind of stole my thunder. Hopefully people don't take my uh, my strategy. But, um, oh, really? You're doing the same thing? Yeah, I really like that idea. Uh, whether it's just Russell or some of the value guys for Golden State, I think it's a good option. Um, but Culver is, I think, the best value on the site, especially when you're on FanDuel and, uh, and Yahoo, where they haven't priced him up yet. He's pretty much immune to the blowout run. He's going to get point guard, point guard minutes, and he's still really cheap. And it's an incredible matchup. So I think Culver is probably the best value on the slate for me. Who's your second favorite warrior? Um, it's either – I'm still <laughs> flip-flopping between Burks and Glenn Robinson. Yeah, I know it's kind of a trick question. <laughs> because yeah. it's like you, don't, you don't really want to play any of those guys. But uh, yeah. pool's 10 bucks on Yahoo, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Robinson's 13, three bucks above the floor. Uh, you got to figure Russell's going to hit. There's going to be a domino effect, going to hurt all those guys to various degrees. Let's move on. Let's talk Toronto and New Orleans, 232.5. Uh, New Orleans is a – two-point dog so it's high and it's tight and you know Kyle I was digging it is today and I've been you know earlier I was kind of on it as well too can you believe that well I guess that you kind of know it's in this game you know who's playing the most minutes in basketball this year per game I don't 
33-year-old Kyle Lowry is averaging 39 wow. minutes per game. I would have guessed R.J. Barrett. That would my guess. But. Yeah, he's on the board. He's, he's like fifth. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually Toronto has four of the top 27 guys. They're just wow. playing their starters. They're running them into the ground. Lowry at 39 minutes per game. FEV is playing 37.4 minutes per game. OG Ananobi is playing 34.6. And Pascal Siakam is playing 33.9. That would be higher if he's not found himself in foul trouble. They did have one overtime game for what it's worth. But still, uh, the minutes are crazy. And, of course, uh, this matchup is good here against the War Ones. And if you can tell me that Kyle Lowry, 33-year-old Kyle Lowry, is going to play, I don't know, 37, 38, 39, 40 minutes. If FEV is going to play 38 minutes. I mean, how do you not love the Toronto side here? I know it's an 11-game slate. I don't necessarily gravitate toward game stacks unless, like, you know, guys being out kind of dictate, uh, dictate it. But I feel pretty good about some of the Toronto guys in tournaments. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I really like Toronto. Um, mainly just Siakam is the guy that I really love. Um, OG Ananobi's too cheap on Yahoo where he's still only 19 bucks. He's kind of priced up everywhere else. But uh, Siakam is really interesting for me. Uh, Pelicans allowing the second most offensive rebounds, which is encouraging for him. It really helps guys like Gasol and Ibaka, but their minutes are kind of uh, – so I pretty much just lean towards Siakam. Um, they're top five in three-point attempts allowed, and they're bottom five in – or bottom three in defensive efficiency. So it's a really good matchup for these Raptors, and Siakam's one of my favorite plays in the slate for tournaments. Yeah, New Orleans, sixth fastest team in the league and, like, what, fifth worst as far as uh, defensive efficiency? Uh, I'm trying to jump in. Yeah, second worst. My apologies. I was giving too much credit. Uh, Stevie, is this a poopa game or we, we like to? I don't know what the opposite of poop is. <laughs> what the positive spin on that would be. I know. Oh, boy. The, I know what the opposite of poop is, but I'm <laughs> yeah, not going to say just, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with Kyle. I love Siakam tonight. I think it's a great spot for him. We saw when these teams played the first time, they didn't really have anybody to match up with him, and he was able to do his thing. So. Um, I like Siakam. I don't really like Kyle Lowry. I think that Fred Van Vliet is the same play for, you know, cheaper price tag. So um, I'd much rather play Van Vliet. I'm not going to talk you off of Lowry, um, especially on DraftKings. But I think that taking Van Vliet and then, like Kyle mentioned, OG is still kind of too cheap on Yahoo. So I think he's in play over there. But I think his price is kind of caught up with the melts, like on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Yeah, and I agree. My, my favorite Raptor is Pascal. I uh, love Pascal. Um, it is tricky as far as making him work with the salaries, but uh, it's not, you know, if you're going to prioritize studs, he's certainly in the conversation for me. Are you running it back, uh, Stevie, as far as on the Orleans side? You know, yes. obviously Ingram's – okay, who's your favorite uh, Pelican? Ingram. Like, he's just absolutely crushing right now. Like, you know, the, the good thing about Ingram and Pascal Siakam is the price tags are going to keep the ownership down on those two guys. So – if you're making like a two-man stack here, and we're going to talk about, you know, Lillard and making that two-man stack as well. So, um, like, when you're looking at New Orleans, Drew's usage is down. Like, Ingram is the guy. You can't trust Lonzo Ball right now. If J.J. doesn't play, I think you could take some shots on Josh Hart because he should play some extra minutes. But really the only guy that I like here is Ingram. Um, I like pairing him with Pascal Siakam and Van Vliet and getting a three-man stack of this game. Kyle? Yeah, so theoretically, I think this is a good – something that I would normally like as a good game stack. But for me, the pricing just makes it hard because there's so many other guys. I do like the idea of, you know, paying up for Ingram and Siakam to be contrarian, but I do think there are other guys, uh, especially at the point guard position, that I think you can pay up for to get contrarian as well. And so for me, it's mainly just Siakam in this game. 
Knicks, Mavs, 215.5 is the total. Dallas is an 11-point favorite. It's a Porzingis revenge game. First blood. It's not in New York. It's in Dallas. Um, you know, normally, Kyle, we say that there's two pieces basically in Dallas that are kind of sort of interesting. It's Luka Doncic and it's Porzingis. I think Dwight Powell is cheap enough. Uh, he's like 4-4 on DK. He's $11. $11 on Yahoo. One buck above the floor. Uh, it's, it feels like he's probably going to get 30 minutes or so against that New York side, which is, uh, of course, I mean, they're going to have the likes of Randall and Portis, not exactly defensive savants. And, uh, you know, what's his name? Mitchell Robinson's not going to give it a go. He's out with a concussion. Uh, what's your take as far as the Mavericks? Yeah, I like Powell a little bit. Uh, I liked him a little bit more before, you know, last night when they – or earlier today when they – rolled Robinson out because Portis kind of becomes the value center for me. Uh, but I do think on, you know, on a site like Yahoo where he's 11 bucks, I think he's like five, four or $5 cheaper than Portis on Yahoo. Uh, so he is interesting there. It's nice to see him, you know, get the minutes rather quickly than them really ease him in. So he kind of jumped up to the 30 minute mark last time, I believe. So that was pretty quick. I think he got to 30 minutes in like three games or so. So it didn't take him too long to get back to the full work. But um, I think Porzingis is super interesting tonight. Uh, nobody's going to play him, I don't think. And it's a pretty good spot for him. Unless people really want to play that revenge narrative, then they might play him. But, yeah, it's mainly just those two for me. And then Luca's always interesting. Front end of a back-to-back for what it's worth. So maybe Dallas doesn't keep their studs out a little. You know, if this game is blowing out, they might get pulled a tick early or something. And we always say if the game does blow out, uh, it's probably because the studs go off. And we also always say it's hard to predict blowouts. So maybe don't make your lineups based upon that. Stevie, jump in. Sorry, I got to remember to unmute my mic. Um, no worries. One of my favorite contrarian value plays on the slate is um, Finney Smith. Like when we're looking at this slate, he's a guy that is really cheap. He's going to be very low owned. And if this game does kind of get out of hand, like he could continue to play. Like he could, they could leave him out there. So I think Finney Smith plays close to 30 minutes tonight. I haven't projected for 29 minutes right now. So um, he's a guy that I really like to pivot off of some of the chalky value plays today. I think Porzingis is fine. I don't like Porzingis more than I like some of these other guys in that 8K range. So, And then Dwight Powell, you know, you mentioned him. I think he's very much in play. But like Kyle said, if you're playing on Yahoo, you're probably playing Bobby Portis at 11 bucks um, as your cheaper center. And, you know. Oh, we're really even like, now. We're even. It's 1-1. Portis is 15 and Powell's 11. All right. That's fair enough. Um <laughs> But I, but I think, like, Holmes Holmes is 17 and Jarrett Allen is 16. So, like, we have a bunch of cheap mm-hmm. centers on Yahoo today. So There's an opportunity cost in that position, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Even, even if Powell kind of sort of hits his value, but he doesn't, like, completely smash it, then maybe it's still a bad roster spot. And you, you want to kind of add on, you, you, Kyle, you kind of referenced you like Portis to some degree. Randall, I think, is well positioned, too. I, traditionally, I don't love paying uh, Randall a lot because he's basically a two-category guy but he can put up like 30 and 15 against the Dallas side. wouldn't surprise me. And, but talk to me about Portis drawing the start here. And I, we saw Gibson get some run last game, but I would assume they're going to yield to Portis more so than Gibson off the bench, but it's the Knicks. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, um, so Portis is actually my second highest per dollar play at center. Uh, and there's just a lot of opportunity cost here. That's the only issue, especially when you're playing on a site like FanDuel. There's so many good centers tonight, but I do think there is cost to say, Hey, maybe I'll pay up at, power forward, small forward, and then maybe, you know, point guard or shooting guard because you can get guys there that are going to be rather unowned and have really high upside. So I think that is a a strategy to monitor in GPPs where you're paying down at center. And I think uh, I would either do that with Portis or Powell. We're doing pretty well on time, guys. Four games left, 23 minutes left to go. Uh, Of course, whatever we don't talk about, crunch time will knock out. You got Andy, you got JSU, you got Roth, any late-breaking news, I'll break it down for you guys as well. 
take you all all the way up to lock, answer as many questions as possible. They even take you after lock. They'll talk about some ownership of the DB results DB, and they'll even, uh, you know, for game seven started just yet, they'll answer those questions as well. I will. I will say, Dean, like I love Julius Randle's price on DraftKings tonight. 6.9K is insane. Just lock and load. Is that a you're making? Okay. <laughs> you actually like the price, like for real. It's not like a joke. No, no jokes. Okay. Like, I, I, 6.9K for a guy that could play like 35 minutes. I know he's been kind of subpar, I guess. He's kind of poop, um, like really recently. But like, I love Julius Randle. I think he's a great play tonight on DraftKings. If you can use one adjective to describe that price, though, what would that adjective be? Fantastic. <laughs> Kyle, that's not the one you were thinking of. Oh, uh, I was thinking Phil- nice. <laughs> Philadelphia and Denver. What am I doing here? We were just doing well on time, and all of a sudden I derailed the show. Philadelphia, yeah. Denver, 212 is the total. Denver is a five-point favorite. Of course, no, no Ben Simmons in this game. Kyle, the prices are down. Everything's down on Jokic. All his rates, uh, his scoring, his minute, well, his weight's up. People are saying his weight's up. That's the only thing that's up on Jokic. I'm not here to weight shame him. Maybe he's back on it. He has that Coke addiction. Coca-Cola addiction, I should say. Oh. <laughs> back in the day, he used to drink three gallons of Coca-Cola a day. That's like six gallons of Coke, I think, give or take. Um, but the price is down. The matchup, of course, not particularly great here against Embiid. Uh, good defense uh, collectively as well. Man, Jokic versus Embiid. We got Jokic priced down. Of course, these are two slow teams, good defensive teams as well, too. Are you in on the Joker? As they say, you know, DFS, Kyle, it's like the stock market. You're supposed to buy low. Is is Jokic yeah. low enough for you to buy? Yeah, well, um, you say you don't want to fat shame him, and I get that. But the other night against Miami when he got in foul trouble, only played like 22 minutes or whatever it was, and he put up like 24 fantasy points. I was saying some very uh, mean words to Joker through my TV because I only needed like <laughs> I needed like a, a floor game from. I needed like 38 or something <laughs> to have a nice little takedown. But nope, he uh, didn't want to do that for me. So, but at this price, eight five on Fanduel, pretty cheap across across the industry. Really, I do think it is interesting. I still don't think anybody's going to really play him. It's a tough matchup. Uh, I don't think he'd be my my favorite center. I think I'd still rather get to Cat, but um, I don't hate it taking a shot here. The guy that I have interest in in this game, though, is Josh Richardson. I could talk about Richardson all day. I love him. I think he's a really good pivot off of – he's not necessarily a direct pivot, but he's an indirect pivot off of Chalky Neto. And um, I think he's going to get the guy, the point guard the point guard run here. Um, last game, they kind of used him as the point guard, and they've been using him as the point guard even with Simmons in. So, um, yeah, I think he's a really good play. Yeah, Korkmaz, of course, drew the start in the second half. Hollow Neto came on and played a good amount of minutes. And historically, he's been a terrible fantasy point minute guy. But you can also argue that's partly due to the environment of playing there in Utah. And I I guess we should have that conversation as far as Neto. What are you doing with Hollow? I do think he is a good value play. um, But I do think there are pivots. So especially on sites where you get dual eligibility, where you can kind of use a guy like Culver in that value slot, I do think that's viable. Um, Holiday is a good pivot. And... So yeah, I do think there are like there are reasons to pivot, but overall, I do think he has a pretty good value play. I wouldn't go away from him in cash and GPPs. We have him at what thirty eight, thirty nine percent right now, so that's pretty high. But I don't think that's necessarily anything to like run run away from screaming or anything like that. So I don't know if I love him. I don't think he has a whole lot of upside, but I do think you probably play him in cash. Yeah, but grudgingly, I think I'm going to click that button uh, in, in cash for Hollow Neto in tournaments. I don't want to lock it, but I'm sure I'm going to have some as well too, just because of the old tower cap. Salary cap concerns. I just realized, by the way, gallons and liters are two different things. I don't know. If you're drinking six gallons of Coke, that's a lot of Coke. Liters are different. Uh, Stevie, what, what are we doing here as far as this game? Are you in on Team Jokic or are you just not, you're not buying his current conditioning? 
Dean, do you not ever listen to the podcast? I'm like the biggest Jokic hater in the world. Like, <laughs> let, let's just be real. I don't ever play. I hardly ever play Jokic. Um, I love him. But I, I'm 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 tilted right now. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I agree with Kyle. I think that we see Richardson play the point, which also means like good defense. Richardson's a really good defender. So I think Will Barton is a really good play on the Denver side. Like he's the guy that I'm looking at on the Denver side. Him and Paul Millsap. Millsap's price is really cheap. If we're expecting Jokic to kind of stink and be slow um, like he is, and we're expecting, you know, Jamal Murray to have Josh Richardson defense, I think, you know, you can look at Will Barton here. Um, I'm playing Neto. Like, there's no reason not to play him. Like, you can you can go underneath or underweight on him if you want to, but at his price point, it, it's just hard to not see him get there if he plays 30 minutes um, standing in a corner. So, him, I love Richardson. Probably have a few shares of Embiid, but outside of that, maybe a couple shares of Tobias. Um, but that's really it for me. Yeah, I'm not terribly enthused. You know, as far as the usage of, of Simmons, he's not a huge usage guy. And I was looking at the on-off stuff as far as court IQ here at RG. And, you know, I think Embiid grabbed a few more boards, but there's not one guy that necessarily gets this massive benefit uh, with Simmons off. So, uh, you know, you talked about Kyle, you talked about Richardson, but outside of that, I mean, maybe Korkmaz gets some extra run, and he he's like the you know, the counter. It's right there on the same team as far as Hollow Neto and play you play uh, you know Furkan instead. I mean, you don't necessarily need, necessarily need either. This is a bad matchup against a Denver team that you know plays good defense, the slowest team in basketball. It's the hardest environment, uh, arguably debatably the hardest environment to play in Mile High there as far as at home court. Is there anything else that's worth saying as far as this game, Kyle, or shall we move on? Um, no, I just really love Josh Richardson today. He's too cheap, especially on FanDuel, but yeah, that's about it for me. Utah is at home versus the Milwaukee Bucks. 217 and a half is the total. The Bucks are three point dogs. Uh, this is where I'm kind of taking a stand to some degree. And as far as Giannis, I'm curious what y'all think. I'll go to you first, Stevie. Giannis and Tedekumpo, yay or nay? Nay. Um, I just. I'm more of the like three 8K players than play any of the like high dollar guys on this slate. So for me, I'm not going to play Giannis today. It's it's not about the matchup. Giannis will probably play really well in this game. It's just this game's slow. This game's going to be really slow. Um, so for me, just looking at this game and with this game being in Utah and always thinking that like Utah is going to slow this game down at home, just possessions like is Giannis going to have as many possessions as a guy like Bradley Beal probably not so I'd rather take the discount on like a Bradley Beal and play that but um I honestly I don't really like anybody from this game like I you could take some shots maybe on like a Donovan Mitchell or a a Chris Middleton maybe Eric Bledsoe but for me this is one of those cross-off games I I won't have anybody from this game well I have one guy break the tie here I, I like Giannis I'll talk about it in a second what's your what's your take here Kyle yeah, I like Giannis a lot, especially in the tournaments. I think he's going to – I think we could see him under 10% owned. And, you know, I don't really think any matchup is too hard for Giannis, as Stevie mentioned. Uh, I do think it's a pretty decent spot considering, you know, you look at – the real tough part of this matchup is Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert is not going to be able to defend Giannis. He's going to be on Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez is kind of a guy who is – he kind of sits in a corner too. So I don't think Gobert is necessarily going to be able to necessarily pack the paint here. And Giannis, is, I think, is going to – have no issue dominating whoever they put on him. Really, I mean, who are they going to put on Bogdanovich or Ingles or? <laughs> Good I, I, luck. I'm having I'm having a hard time even ha- picturing who's going to defend Giannis here. So I do think Giannis is in a good spot. But on the other side, Bogdanovich I think is an amazing play. He's been really consistent all year. He knocks down shots, plays a ton of minutes, and now he gets this matchup where the Bucks are pretty much on defense, packing in the paint and just giving up threes. They have allowed the most threes 
throughout the last two years, and it's kind of a a staple trend now. So I really like Bogdanovich on the Jazz side. Kyle, what do you think of like player versus team? Like you know, the previous you know four or five, six times is that, is that something that matters to you to some degree? Um, no, I think especially in the NBA, teams change so much. I know, I think I'm pretty sure Giannis has a really good history against the Jazz, but um, oh, yeah. I don't really factor it in too much. But I guess it is interesting sometimes. So I have it in front of me. I was digging into it earlier today. I was checking out the matchups. And, you know, as far as ownership in this slate, of course, you know, he's not the most obvious stud out there. We're seeing currently projected at, what, 13% or so. You can get Giannis on any slate at 13% with his ceiling. And he's averaging 1.9 fantasy points per minute, which is just ridiculous. <clears throat> so last time out versus Utah last year, uh, 43 points, 14 boards, 8 assists. The game before that, 30, uh, 10, and 2 the game before that, 37, 13, and 7. The game before that, Dean, it doesn't matter. 12. The NBA, we spent two hours trying to break down roster moves before the season started. Like, it doesn't matter. This is the same Utah team, essentially. Conley's there. Who cares? And they had Bogdanovich. He's not going to stop See, Giannis. He's pooping again. He doesn't like Dean. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, you got to question the child. You're going to poop on Giannis and Netacumpo? Are you serious? Maybe his brother, <laughs> but not Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm raising this kid right. He, he doesn't want to play Giannis at that price. He knows what's up. He's probably got a magic jersey somewhere, and he, you know, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be a rough 20 years for him. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we got two games left. We got 13 minutes. Maybe just maybe we'll time for questions. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. Brooklyn, Portland. This game's gonna be a lot of fun. 238 is the total. Brooklyn is a three-point dog in Portland. It's high. It's tight. No DeAndre Jordan. So, all right. Who wants to speak in this game first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out to the people because I think this is a really tasty one. Yeah, I'll go first. It looks like uh, Stevie's still muted. So, um, <laughs> okay. Jared, Jared Allen is just an absolute in an absolute smash spot. I mean, Son Whiteside's a guy who's kind of intimidating around the rim, but overall his, his defensive efficiency numbers aren't great, and Jared Allen should see a pretty significant uptick in minutes. Um, I really don't see how else we don't see Jared Allen playing 30 minutes. Like I tried to work around it, but you know they don't really have anybody else that can slot in and play the five unless they want to run significant Tory and Prince five minutes, which I don't think would be very good in the matchup with Hassan Whiteside. Um, so I think uh, Jared Allen's in a really good spot to get a ton of minutes and also perform pretty well. And this game should be decently paced. Um, nothing like too crazy, but uh, Brooklyn is fourth on the, in the year, I believe, and uh, Portland's top 10 as well, so it should be a pretty good uh, pace game. Kyrie Irving and Damian Lillard are in smash bots here, and they look to be pretty under-owned, so I really like those two, and then Jared Allen. Yeah, I love Allen a good bit too as well. I mean, Kubrick's might get some run, and Claxton might get some run, but Allen should get 30 minutes or so, and you mentioned Whiteside, and that's the interesting dilemma as far as Portland, because he can absolutely smash if he's given like 27, 28 minutes in this game. And it's just a question of does Portland go small? Because we've seen Portland go small and they've had like Tolliver play the five. They've, they've had Azonia play the five before. And I guess it's a question of how you, th- how you think this game's going to go down. Because if we somehow can get Whiteside for 28 minutes versus Brooklyn, that, again, I talk about all the bigs we like. Give me 28 minutes of Whiteside. He just crushes. Uh, are you with me in this, Kyle? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only the only issue that you can possibly have with Whiteside here is the minutes. Um, I do think that they're going to be forced to run Jared Allen out there. So in turn, I think we'll see, you know, Whiteside get 26, 27, maybe 28 minutes. So um, I, I think I haven't projected for 28 minutes right now. So I like Whiteside a good deal. We should speak on like McCollum and Lillard and, and Kyrie. We acknowledge their existence, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love McCollum. McCollum's way too cheap on Fanduel. Where I think he's like sixty four hundred or something like that, and that's just way too cheap. He's been really cheap all year, and he's kind of a boomer bust play. His floor isn't anything special. We saw it last night, I believe, when they played. He had like ten points at halftime or something, and ended up rallying back to forty or something like that. So you, you kind of see what kind what he can do in a little bit of time. So I like those two a lot. Stevie, jump in here. Are you with us or are you against us? Um, so I'm gonna try to quickly say this my wife was supposed to be home like an hour ago and stuck in traffic so um i love this game stack this is one of my favorite game stacks on the slate you can stack it so many different ways with Kyrie, with lillard with Whiteside, with mccollum with allen rodney hood's cheap like he's gonna play 30 minutes so there's a lot of different ways you can stack this game so this is one of my favorite ga- game stacks on the slate and Whiteside gets lazy defensively too. So Jared Allen could really have a big game here, even though we're like, Oh, Whiteside gets a ton of blocks. He does get lazy sometimes. So um, I love this game stack and yeah. Yeah. He gets lazy and Allen's like an energy guy too. So, you know, I I can see him having a solid game and probably playing like what 28 to 32 minutes or something like that. Uh, And he's just not priced for that because, you know, Jordan being out is going to change things as far as his minutes projection. Uh, let's talk about the hammer that is my Miami Heat at the LA Lakers. 217 is the total. Lakers, of course, uh, I'm sorry, the Heat, of course, are playing on the, uh, the back end of a back to back after the game last night where Jimmy Butler went absolutely nuts. 217 is the total here. Lakers are eight point favorites. Winslow is still, I don't, is, he, is he out or doubtful? We're not expecting him to play. Uh, they ruled him out. They ruled him and Derek Jones Jr. out. So Okay. That must have happened during the show, I guess. Yeah, Nonetheless. How does that change things for you as far as the Miami side? If, uh, if anything, does it move the needle for you? Um, gives me some interest in these guards, these wings. I think Tyler Hero should see more minutes. Duncan Robinson is not a guy that I necessarily love to play, but he saw, I think, 22, 23 minutes uh, last night. And he's been seeing – or he saw 27 minutes last night. So he's been seeing a good amount of minutes, but he's not a really high upside uh, fantasy guy. Um, I don't know if we saw Dion Waiters news. Oh, he's actually out too. So there's just they're really weak on the wings here. Goran Dragic is pretty interesting for me. And then Kendrick Nunn. I guess Nunn and Dragic should be the two that I really have interested in. And then uh Hero is a value guy. You got Brown or you got the uh, Brown or Brow? Uh, I'm going with Davis tonight. I pretty much lean Davis most nights. I think he's just I don't know. It hasn't worked out the past few nights, but uh but yeah, I love AD. Yeah, I found the money for Davis the other night over LeBron. That didn't work out for me. And yeah, it's a LeBron revenge game, according to the chat. He's very angry at the Miami Heat for sure. <laughs> um, Stevie, I'm not sure if you have a chance to jump in here. If you don't, no worries, no big deal. But if you do, uh, feel free to give your thoughts. <laughs> all right, <laughs> he's shaking his head. He's all good. Okay, I, I did the video up there. You're all good, Stevie. No worries. Um, we have time for questions from chat. How about that? We did an 11 game slate as far as questions from chat. How much are you prioritizing a guy like, like Anthony Davis, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, the other studs in the slate, like you prefer Davis over LeBron, but how about versus the field? Yeah, I think I prefer Giannis over AD. I think, uh, Giannis is going to be a little bit lower on. He's only $500 more on FanDuel. Uh, I probably prefer Towns over Davis, but back to the Portis and Powell conversation, Davis is kind of the guy that I have in mind if I want to spend down at center and get really contrarian with my studs. Like, you know, you could you could pay down it for Portis or Powell and then play guys like Davis and Giannis in your lineup. Or if you don't want to necessarily go with both of those guys, do one of them and then kind of like a Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard type thing. So I would probably put Giannis and uh, Towns over uh, Davis, but Davis is probably third for me. 
So seeing news here, I'm not sure if you caught this, but Giles is available to play tonight and Deadman's available to play tonight. How does that affect things as far as Rashawn Holmes for you? Uh, it doesn't – I don't love it. I was If if Giles would have been active, which he is, and then Deadman would have been out, I would still have been fine with Holmes. Um, now I probably don't get to a lot of Holmes. I could easily see him playing 25, 26 minutes. I think 30 minutes is still in his realm of possibilities. But with, with guys like Jared Allen on the site who are – you know, $1,200 cheaper on FanDuel. Uh, I probably don't get to too much homes, but I'll still have a taste of them. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's possible that, like, Giles gets zero minutes. It doesn't mean he's definitely yeah. going to play. Uh, yeah. We don't know if they're going to throw him out there on the rotation or not. <clears throat> Got some questions loading up here in chat. Uh, six minutes before you step aside and get out of here. Uh, D'Angelo Russell versus Holmes Lillard. is starting, for what it's worth. So, <clears throat> just oh, so that's nice. Oh, hi, Stevie. <laughs> hi. Oh, and really quick, I just wanted to say, if you didn't listen to the morning grind today, I really like Kelly Olynyk in large field tournaments tonight. When you're thinking about the Lakers and how he can extend the three-point line against, like, Dwight and uh, McGee, like, just Kelly O. That's all I got. And I love Duncan Robinson. So, there we go. Well, you can't play them both in the same lineup, right? You okay. can, but I won't. Okay. <laughs> Duncan Sorry. Robinson, U of M. There you go. <laughs> there we go. He can hit threes. Know. Like, he can do that. Uh, yeah. All right. Cat versus Drummond. What, what do you have for me, Kyle? Um, so, I guess it's really price dependent. If you have the money, Cat's obviously the much better play. But Drummond could be interesting in GPPs overall. Uh, at, I, I'll go Towns over Drummond, but uh, I love them both. You're going to play one of these two guys on Yahoo. They're the same price. They're both 19 bucks. You got OG or you have Barnes? OG. Uh, have you yeah okay so here's the question in chat have you heard anything about Giles actually just you know being active or actually playing I have not but I I would definitely want to see what the beat writer is saying my first thought is just that like I don't even know if he's like he'll be in uniform but I don't know if he gets off the bench who knows he just seems like a guy that they basically given up on like he's not a part of their future as far as I can tell uh more questions loaded up here in chat so yeah you may see the same question as far as we still like Holmes uh Beal versus Russell Oh, that's a hard one. I probably lean Beal, um, but that's that's really close. Yeah, and I think we would probably put the stipulation uh, only Russell if you're playing a couple Minnesota guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Culver's ten bucks on Yahoo. Like that's they're basically asking for the cheapies as far as Yahoo. Those guys are both ten dollars on Yahoo. Uh, Culver and Holiday. I think we prefer Culver over Holiday under the presumption that Napier is out. Correct. Yeah, I prefer Culver over pretty much anybody at that price range. Uh, what do you have? He's Brogdon? a great play on Yahoo at ten dollars. Yeah, Stevie, I'm sorry, I don't mean to ignore you. I apologize. I just wasn't sure if you're in or you're out. <laughs> I don't want to put yeah. any pressure on you. So, so like when my son poops, he has like this like <laughs> grunting thing, and it's like he hasn't learned to like fully like poop without crying. So that's yeah, why. does the tree is the apple fall far from the tree in that one? Or no, is that I, just... I poop no problems, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, Stevie, you got brought. Oh, we already asked this question. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over here. Uh, what do we think of Kuzma's minutes? Do we is Kuzma somebody that's on anybody's radar tonight? Yeah. Um, I I did have some interest in him, just to kind of check into him a little bit. But with the with the value that is on the slate, I don't know if I get to him. And I if I did play him, I wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence in it. So I don't love Kuzma. You got Fox or Trey Young? Trey Young. Yeah, same. Uh, can you play Brogdon and Sabonis in the same lineup? I think you can. Yep, definitely. 
Um, all right, working our way down again. Three minutes before we, before we step aside and make way for crunch time. Do want to mention once again, if you guys are not in there, the Yahoo free roll, $2,500 going out there. You could make yourself 150 lineups tonight through uh, the Rotor Grinders uh, lineup HQ, which is free tonight. And it's very quick and it's very easy. You can literally build and export and import your lineups within like five minutes or so. Of course, you can spend some more time on it, but feel free to knock that out in the that will be dropped in the uh, the link in chat, not just the Rotor Grinders chat, but the YouTube chat. Feel free. Please, we appreciate it. If you like and subscribe, that does help with the old analytics. Uh, another question or two before we make way for crunch time. Let's see what we have here. Embiid, FanDuel, Cash, Viable? I say no. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather just go drum under Cat. Yeah, I just think there's better options. I think it's too cute and unnecessary. And maybe if you have... Uh, I'm, I don't know what his salary is. Is he more than those guys? He, you know, it's definitely in the same ballpark, essentially. Cat uh, versus Embiid, as far as tournaments, what side are you on? Cat. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at as well, too. Uh, there's no spe- specification as far as the site. It just says 4.4K for utility. Well, utility, that must be DK, I assume. Ah, I don't have that up in front of me. If you happen to have one. Stevie, if you're listening, if you're lurking, feel free to answer that question. What was uh, the question? 4.4K uh, on DK or less uh, utility spot. Uh, favorite um, cash Neto. shoot. There, well, there you go. <laughs> Kyle, you got Powell. 4K. Powell. Yeah, I prefer Powell over Neto yeah, if, if it doesn't matter uh, position. Well, it doesn't. Uh, Tristan Thompson versus Whiteside. That's a good question. Um, Whiteside for me. For cash shooting guard, your favorite shooting guard cash player on, on FanDuel. I know you play on FanDuel, Kyle. Is it Beal? Or are you, are you spending down tonight at, like, a Fournier? Uh, cash shooting guard, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, I mean, Wiggins might not be bad for cash. I know his price isn't ideal, but, but yeah, I think it's Bradley Beal for me. Man I got a T. I like him, too. You think he's 6'8 over there. Uh, oh, I wait, wait, t- wait. Richardson. Richardson is uh, shooting guard eligible. My bad. Yeah, Richardson for me. Speaking of Richardson, I got a twofer for you. Love and Richardson versus McCollum uh, and Sabonis. Uh, probably the second one, but it's close. Clarkson versus Fournier. Fournier. We got to step aside. We got to get out of here. Stevie's got some babies to change. Uh, Stevie, give me a hot take before we move on. Kelly Olenek, 30 fantasy points. See it and raise it. Uh, Josh Richardson, 50 fantasy points. All right. Giannis puts up like 70 tonight. How about that? Is that hot enough? Sure. Let's throw that out no. there. <laughs> Pascal puts up 70. Is that hot there enough? You go. There you go. Yep, there Combined, you go. they put up. 200. Huh? That's too many. He's Kyle. (laughs) He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time. Thanks Yahoo for sponsoring the show. We're out of here. Oh,